What's the Hot Topic series? Hot Topic has been doing a whole series of uh, Disney pick discs over the last two years. Let's and say. that one Doctor Who one you got, man. It's, ex- yeah. it's like a Hot Topic exclusive? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I do know someone who works at Hot Topic who is obsessed with Disney-related things, and so that seems like a perfect a perfect outlet. Mm. I feel like sometimes people who work at Hot Topic are just obsessed with weird things in general. Kind of like uh, people who <coughs> work in record stores. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's the same thing. Listen, take yourself outside the story and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everyone likes soundtracks, okay? Everyone. This is the Dark Side Records and Gallery Podcast. Everyone loves a good soundtrack. It just uh, conditions them to not know how to emotionally respond to things in real life. <laughs> you see, that's the that's the problem. It's like that episode of Family Guy where Peter like wins some money, so he hires a band, like a TV band, to follow him around all day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, do you want to take how many like bets on how long it takes us to get off topic from your list? No, no, I don't. <laughs> we we'd have to do it Price is Right style. Mm-hmm. We'd have to do it where we uh, see who comes closest without going over. I feel like maybe it's not fair that we bet on it because any of us could very easily just insert a tangent. Mm-hmm. I say one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear about these turtles? Uh, speaking of turtles, I just saw that the Ninja Turtles soundtrack. <laughs> <And we're off. laughs> Ninja Turtles soundtrack supposed to be pressed to vinyl. Which, Which one? Like original cartoon. See, I would be more interested in the uh, live action movie versions. Mm, like those would be good. Anything with Go Ninja Go by Secret Vanilla of the Ice. Vanilla yeah. Ice, yep. I assume the first one didn't have a soundtrack. It probably just had a score. John Williams did that one, I think. It's one of his lesser known works. That's <laughs> some bullshit right there. <laughs> you can't just assign John Williams pegs in his career. Look, I'm not. Uh, I don't want to tell John Williams what to do. It's his life. He can do what he wants with it. That's true. He can. It's now or never. I see what you did there. Never going to live forever. <laughs> It's stop now. So hey everybody, welcome to episode thirteen. Ooh, shit could go really wrong here. Of the Dark Side Records and Gallery podcast. It's not Friday. It's Monday. That's worse. Monday the thirteenth is worse than. But it's not. It's Monday the the eighteenth. It's not the thirteenth. It's the thirteenth episode. Oh, so yeah. Okay. It still could stop be an unlucky fucking episode. With my head. You never know what could happen. This could this could all derail very quickly. One of us could be electrocuted. I mean, who knows what the fucking faulty wiring in this place. <laughs> that makes a great podcast where someone gets electrocuted halfway through. <laughs> I'm just going to lean back and not touch anything. Okay. I'm going to stand in this kiddie pool full of water. <laughs> and urinate on the microphone. <laughs> Holding this hairdryer. I'm going to jam all. this socket into a potato. <laughs> <laughs> you ever do that in school? Does that work? You make a potato a ba- light bulb or whatever. A potato yeah. battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I dissected uh, a frog. I made a stoplight with... Was that, um, was that the turn for you? Was that when you... Sadly, no. I actually tried uh, to eat the frog. This was pre, pre-vegan. pre pre Wait, okay. Wait. You tried to eat... I'm just kidding. The- I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did your school not tell you that it was dipped in formaldehyde? Not even dipped, like soaked. That thing was like dry rubbed and then marinated. It was delicious. Brian, get that frog out of your mouth. Sorry, sorry, coach. Strangest enough, it was in history class. So anyway, this is episode 13 of the Dark Side Records and Gallery podcast. So we are recording this from the inside of our new store. True. The second podcast recorded here, Mm -hmm. first one since we've been open for business. That's correct. First one with furniture. (laughs) True. Last time we were standing around... On boxes. Boxes. Isn't there some sort of like school of thought about uh, 
like having workers stand at their workstations and it's like you know i mean obviously better for your health because you exercise more but yeah. some sort of like thought about uh productivity and it mm-hmm. keeps you more productive yeah we've I eliminated know chairs here that was the most expedient podcast because we were also fucking sick of standing around <laughs> i don't know that was a pretty long podcast all i remember is I you had like four beers and you by the end of it were just like rattling off titles <laughs> to cds of things that were coming out talking oh, about yeah. black friday yep. mm-hmm. hey i had the list in my head uh, speaking of which, uh, do you, you want a brewski? Yeah, I'll take a brewski. Want a brewski? What do you got? We got some in the back, right? We got some brewskis. Let me go get a brewski. I think they're warm, <laughs> but does anybody want a Fanta? <laughs> we have a drink machine. Do, we do you want to Fanta, Fanta? Fanta. That's all I remember. And obviously, the hot grape-flavored women. The the women are grape flavored. I only assumed, based on advertising. <laughs> you don't think? I just assume. You assume they're all grape flavored. So well, no, no. The purple so one's obviously grape flavored. Three of them are the yellow being untrue one to their pineapple, sodas. which we all know works. That's from men. I saw here. I heard. I heard it works both ways. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I do remember one time in college, my buddy Jarrett. <coughs> Like downing just bowls and bowls of like canned pineapple at lunch one day because he thought it was getting laid that night. I, I don't think it works that fast. It doesn't. He's a retard. You have to at least release once to get the old out. At the end, I agree. Yeah. He didn't understand science if or women. <laughs> isn't, isn't he married now? Oh, he's married. He still doesn't understand <laughs> science or women. Well, she fucked up. <laughs> well. <laughs> <coughs> okay, I'm back. What did I miss? Are these the same brewskis from... Oh, no, there's Don't worry bottles about it. in there. You, you have a choice here? Bottles or cans? Uh, well, they're both warm, so... You've got Sierra Nevadas or Mario Van PBRs. I'll go uh, Sierra Nevada. Here you go. I was... <laughs> I have no option. <laughs> there was one bottle. <laughs> so, JB. Yes. Um, settle something here. Go ahead. I'm ready. The old advertisements for Fanta Soda. Mm-hmm. The women dancing around asking if you want a Fanta. Was it not Eva Longoria? I was think it? it was, actually. Oh, you're right. I think it might have been. Yeah. Well, well not the original. Bad. That would have been like Do um, you think 90s or something. Yeah, right? it was like a 90s version. Flavored per soda? Like the one in purple was grape flavored? And well, can you be more when specific you, when you, when walked you away, flavored? Roberto said that all the Fanta women were grape flavored. Okay, I, I, you know what? I was, it was a generalization. And I, I said, so the, it wasn't truth in advertising because, you know, they should each be individually flavored oh, to God. their soda. Oh, I'm foaming. Shit. Listen, he, 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 it look. happens to the best of us. He, just phone. breathe and relax. You <laughs> can't talk about Fanta women. I, I just made learned. a mess. Talk oh. about shortest podcast. <laughs> I just learned a lot about your private time. I'm a turbo lover. And by the way, cheers. We opened the store. Cheers. Good work, guys. I, uh, Roberto, I, I really get a cheers I, for this. I oversaw from a distance. Like a good manager. You know what made it good is you didn't micromanage. True. Except I did, I think at one point, criticize whoever put soundtracks away because they put something in the wrong spot. But I do remember that. Yeah. So we're in the new store. Uh, we opened officially two days ago. Saturday the 16th had a, a great turnout it was incredible yeah it was uh, I I I thought it would be a good turnout of course but it sounded it, incredible it blew me away from what mm-hmm. it actually was mm-hmm. and I, I keep I keep telling the story but I think what the testament to it if you've been to the store at this point you know you know how, how spacious it is mm-hmm. and uh, there were many moments on Saturday when I kept saying excuse me excuse me I was kind of like <laughs> weaving my way through the crowd there were so many people in here I feel like, uh, well, 
the first thing is that so we were here or I should say I got here I had to go to a wedding the day before so you guys were here still finishing doing all kinds of things when I left on Thursday it didn't look like this on Thursday it didn't look like this and when I came back on Saturday morning holy shit it looked amazing and Friday was a long day I can only imagine yeah and Saturday uh, I got there around 8 a.m. And we were still doing some finishing touches on things. And I think around, it probably had to be 8.30 or 9, some guy showed up at the door. And he's standing there, with, it was raining and freezing cold, and he's standing there with an umbrella. And, you know, we all kind of see him, and I open the door, and I go outside, and I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And he goes, oh, I just, I wanted to be first in line. And I go, there's no line for this. You just one robe and you just come in this isn't like record store day it's just a thing he goes oh okay and he just left and then he came back i think at like 9 30 he still he was committed to being first in line he just adjusted his expectations accordingly i'm not 100 percent sure but that may have been godzilla man see he, he had taken the rain slicker off afterwards but mm. was it a slicker it was definitely a slicker like a it was like a, like a what's it yeah uh, it was yellow and was it yellow and blue or was it yellow and black I can't remember I think traditional slickers are yellow and blue yeah like yellow and navy blue but he had the hat too inside navy yeah or no no he didn't, did he have the hat and an umbrella uh, I think he just had an umbrella okay you can't be a fisherman if it's not if you're not wearing a yellow slicker and you can't be a fisherman on like some sort of seafaring vessel unless it's all yellow and you have a giant yellow hat with the floppy sides yeah yep. exactly Agreed. and you have a pet monkey named George <laughs> and one eye <laughs> I was making a Curious George reference, but... <laughs> I was going full pirate. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we opened at 10 a.m., had an amazing turnout, and I just was so surprised by the support we got for this event. It was amazing. Yeah, the, uh, the whole community, uh, like, we got such an amazing response leading up to it that I was not anticipating. Like, we've done a lot of events. We've held a lot of things. We've held shows. We've had live music. We've had performers. We've done releases for things. This was like... We had, especially online, we had such a response. Yeah, really. Holy shit. People were excited. Yeah. And but I understand, like, I, I guess I didn't really think about it, but I guess people had, like, been driving by here for a while and, like, <laughs> peeping in the windows just to, like, look and see what was going on before mm-hmm. beforehand. That's crazy. Yeah. The only time I ever witnessed that, I saw a homeless man looking in when I was painting one day. That was creepy. Well, I got a story for when we get to story time. But. <laughs> <laughs> so the new building, it's... Uh, Does that count as news? We'll get there. Okay, fine. So our new building, it's, uh, if you haven't been yet, come on by. It's at 611 Duchess Turnpike. It is uh, the first building on the left on Route 44 after the 4455 split if you're coming from our old store. Yeah, you got you to gotta pull a quick U-turn right by Burger King. Mm-hmm. I'm just pulling the back. We have our own parking lot. Park, come on inside. Uh, we have a 6,000 square foot. That's The main, main room. room is about 6,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the hi-fi turntable room is... About another 600, so we're going to go with a, about a total of 6,600 square feet of retail space. Not 600. Sure, sure. We could be <laughs> I can't, I can't make it six, six. six in my mind. And then every American could have a million dollars. Shut up. I know math. <laughs> I know numbers. We have, a, we have our live stage, which is actually what we're sitting on right now to record this. Feels good up here. It, it does. does. Except for this nasty carpet. Uh, you know what's funny? This is actually... Uh, Dead Empires has a, a strange history of we're like Lara Hope's sloppy seconds. Uh, this is, uh, we have the Dead Empires van used to be Lara Hope's van. We bought it from her. Hmm. Um, she told us that 
they did not clean it before they sold it to us so any number of stains and bodily fluids i'm sure are still in there from uh, her previous ownership and this rug in fact was lara hopes hmm. it looks like ikea to me we will have a space for cirque du soleil i would love if cirque du soleil would would do something here be awesome i mean we, we don't have the ceiling space for it we can't afford them and we don't have a pool but i mean we can figure wait, it out wait wh- where's there a pool in cirque du soleil uh one well of, he's been to three different one shows of <laughs> i saw had a giant pool in the stage what and they were like aerial acrobatics into the pool uh what is this vegas right. uh yeah vegas or florida not new york it was vegas i believe that seems so much more dangerous it was probably reasonably risky i mean i guess that's part of the act is just the did you go to the one i remember commercials from years ago where there was like a new cirque du soleil show where it was like supposed to be sexier i can't remember what it was called but it was like no they did they, it was like, they had like um, an adult cirque du soleil not erotic but yeah, sensual no, it, or something yeah. i don't know what it was called uh, I each like show they do is like a theme and a storyline to it yeah, i didn't just, see that one no. i'm just asking if you went to the the no, sensual cirque du soleil show no, but I do remember that. Right now I'm intrigued. Rest. I'm sure it's on YouTube. So we have a uh, we have a dedicated hi-fi room or equipment room, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you can. Uh, we have currently, I believe, six turntables set up. You can try every single one of them. They're all hooked up. It's one of my favorite features in the store. It's my favorite room in the store. It's like for it's, sure. It's got a good vibe in there, and I love that all the turntables are. Like, it's both new and used turntables, so you can see, you can hear and touch all the new models that we stocked before mm-hmm. you decided to take one home. And also, uh, we've got a couple higher-end uh, vintage turntables up there right now available to hear. Mm-hmm. Including the new uh, U-turn, right? We just we Yeah, just got we just got in. the U-turns in. Uh, we've got the Orbit Plus right now, which is the U-turn that includes the Q-lever and the Ortofon 5E cartridge. Ooh. And uh, I know eventually, that a little further down the line, uh, we'll be carrying the regular Orbit, which is the one without the Q-lever. And I think there might be one model above as well. I just can't remember the name right now. And also, we uh, as of this very day, we now have the um, U-turn uh, Pluto preamp in stock. Oh, I saw those back there when you unloaded them. Yeah, oh, nice, cool. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be stepping into some more some more hi-fi stuff. Like I would, I'm uh, talking to get some more uh, like receivers, like new receivers in the store. Mm-hmm. Maybe some new uh, speakers. Because there's just not a lot of options in the area for, you know, to go hear something before you you decide to bring it home. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you some to more. deal with salespeople who know what they're talking about. Yeah, this is a teenager. Who also, no pressure because you know we're not we're not working on commission or here or anything. So we just picking, right or not. <laughs> we're just picking <laughs> the stuff that we think is sounds good and you can build a good audio setup with them. Yeah. That's what I always try to tell people when they're like trying to buy a turntable. <coughs> I always tell them, like, it, it's not about, I mean, you tell me what your budget is, but really it's about what you want to get out of it. It's really yeah. about your experience and your application. And to me, it's like nothing else really matters. Like, this isn't about me trying to upsell anybody. It's always just about, like, tell me what you want to get out of it. Yeah. We'll figure out everything else from there. I, I often ask, like, how serious you are. Like, yeah. are you yeah. just getting into it? Because then maybe you want to consider something to see if you, you know, the medium's for you. And then I'd say over the years, we've had plenty of people who have, even stepped up from a um, like a portable suitcase style turntable. Yeah, we have to customers a, who have taken the full journey. Yeah, with like a, us. a proper mm-hmm. uh, you know full turntable setup, mm-hmm. which is great. That's what we like to see. I just want to break in here and comment randomly. I'm sitting here in this corner, and that angled stripe looks really cool. 
Birdo is looking at his angled stripe. I'm which proud is, of that He's looking stripe, at his own work right now. Which is uh, supposed to remind you that there's a small step down from the main room into the turntable room. Mm-hmm. It works sometimes. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm sure someone's going to fucking fall down it. I'm it's, sure. It's sort of already happened. It people kind of happened. Actually, oh. people have tripped up, not down. Okay. I'm waiting for the down. There's going to be an injury there. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, you know. But I don't want to jinx it or anything, but it's probably going to be you. I'd like to remind everyone this is a... I'm very spry. I can handle a fall, so I'm good. I'm worried that it's going to be like an older gentleman who just got out of his... Just got off his red rocket, you know, and he has a cane and just takes a a tumble. (laughs) A red rocket? He had his dog that had a heart on. What? I know that's what a red rocket is, but... Why is there an old man touching a dog dick? (laughs) Look, it's his life, man. It's my life. Oh, God, we're back. We've come full circle. That was a quick full circle. Uh, that didn't take very long. It was. Or how far are we off your list? So Thanks, I guess Kevin that bacon. So was I guess, dog dick on your list. <laughs> so I guess that means it's time to move on to a new segment for the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about some news. Well, I guess um, let's talk about some headlines. Things that are going on mm-hmm. in, the, in the last month. We, we can't ignore the biggest one in the room, which is that uh, David Bowie's gone. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Are we going to say that David Bowie was bigger than Lemmy? Because I think a certain red-haired drunk man would disagree with you. Well, <laughs> I mean... The Lucky Charms Leprechaun? I don't I don't know who you're... <laughs> Close enough. Interesting way to put it, but actually. But, um, I would, I'm willing to say that, yeah, I think Bowie's death was probably overall a bigger story than Lemmy's. I would say at least more surprising. I mean... Lemmy's. Yeah, I mean, Lemmy was obvious. David was very secretive, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as we know now, he had only told like, you know, his close family and the was it the stage manager or the director of the play that he has the Black Star play. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I listened to a couple NPR pieces about it uh, driving into work, and it, there were so many people who have come forward since he passed away saying that they had communicated with him and they realized, you know, via email or via text that he was saying goodbye to them. Right, but not until after the fact. Right, they realized afterwards, they went back and they said, oh my God, that's, like, we thought he was just being David Bowie and, yeah. you know, using, you know, very flourishing language, but really, it, that he was actually just saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass away. I'm going to die. Yeah. I, uh, someone I knew on Facebook said they'd met someone recently who had, like, an appointment with him to meet him. Huh. Like, I don't know, this was two weeks ago, you know, three weeks from then. Mm-hmm. Now, would David be a dick for not canceling his appointments at a time? Just throwing this out there. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's a shitty way to get the news that your lunch is canceled. But I don't know. I like it's, the, it's fairly acceptable, though. Oh, well, yes. It's a, obviously, it's an acceptable excuse to get at a lunch with whoever. But uh, I like that the thing that you're upset about is that the lunch was canceled. Not that he died. <laughs> it was that he didn't let people know he wasn't coming to I just lunch. have empathy for the little man. A leprechaun? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's been a brutal 2016. <clears throat> yeah, it's been it's, like three weeks, and yeah. it's been rough. Lemmy, oh, Lemmy, yep. David Bowie, Lemmy and Bowie. Those got me. Those mm-hmm. are huge. Yeah, just today, in fact. Glenn from the Eagles. Yeah, Glenn Fry. I just you heard did, that at like six o'clock this afternoon. You didn't yeah. pay attention to the news today, did you? No, I, I I saw the thing, but I mean, I just I hate the fucking Eagles, man. Do you actually hate the Eagles, or are you just quoting the movie? Um. I was quoting the movie, <laughs> but I just like the Eagles. Like, I listen to Hotel California, and that's the only Eagles record I really ever need to know, own. 
I will honestly say, uh, Joe Walsh has always been my favorite member of the Eagles. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. I always thought he was better without the Eagles than he I was agree. with the Eagles. His solo records are better. But I'm going to say, a little word for him now. Mm. Like, it's been a brutal year, Joe. Well, he's already had a rough time. But, yeah, I mean, you, I think they, you think two members of the same band are going to go? I don't know if that's how it works. Uh, I haven't checked the stats on how these things work. But, I mean, unless uh, it's like a Skinner-style plane crash. Be a simple... <laughs> Alan Rickman, yeah, mm-hmm. that's I guess maybe one Hans more Gruber. for the yeah. maybe more for the Dorkside podcast, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but still sad nonetheless. Cerberus Snape, I don't know who that is. Severus, whatever. Severus, come whatever. on, God, you call yourself a nerd, seriously. Dan Haggerty, uh, the one I didn't know about until I was actually googling to see if there's anything else I didn't know about was Blowfly died. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. Day. Just yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. I saw it come up in a bunch of people's feeds and had no idea who that was. It did like a X-rated uh, R&B. It's a, it's a room clearer record right there. <laughs> Put that on the list for closing time. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, Dale Buffin of Mott the Hoople, who was also in Tower of Power and Rollins Band. Mm. Oh, I didn't know he was in Rollins Band. It's been a brutal 2016. Yeah. And it's wow. fucking January. It's we haven't even gotten halfway through Jan. I guess as of today, we've officially gotten halfway through January. Wait, did Lemmy die in 2016, or was that the end of December? It's been a couple weeks now. I think it was end of December. Yeah, like December 28th. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, it's uh, still been a brutal scratch 2016. that from the 2016. It's only been, you know, a little rough, not brutal. Okay, it's been a rough month. Rough what, month. How's about rough that? Rough month, yes. And I'm willing to round those two days, yeah. or three days in December, I'm willing it, to round together. that up. Post-Christmas. Mm-hmm. What's going on then? So you just rounded your own birthday into 2016. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. They rounded JBs too. So I, on a more cheerful news, I read this great article the other day about a woman who ran a daycare and was recently arrested because she started a toddler fight club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was impressed. <laughs> Needless to say, I was so impressed. Where, where is this this uh, baby fight club? Because I feel it like was south, it was south of the Mason Dixon, obviously. <laughs> um, Mason Dixon's pretty north. <laughs> well, yeah, but south of that, things get fucked up. I want to say it was like Virginia or something. It was one of the northern, southern states, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember someone commented like, "Oh shit!" I, usually that kind of thing happens in South Carolina, but it's surprisingly further north this time. North Carolina, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I but, feel like uh, you got to go deeper south for that normally. We're, ta- we're talking baby fight clubs. Yeah, South Carolina is pretty deep. <laughs> I don't think South Carolina is that deep. You're it's thinking pretty, like Georgia. I think it's pretty gentile. We're now alienating <laughs> our entire southern east coast audience. He's just taking up the defensive because we're hitting a little close to home here. Oh, he doesn't. No, he can't no, talk. He can't talk about think, his toddler fight club. I think you're talking more. <laughs> He's breaking your, the first rule. Your Alabamas, your Mississippis, basically, maybe even your Louisianas. I'm maybe Louisiana. I mean, obviously Louisianas. <laughs> I'm picturing this is what happens at Mostly the- Alabama. I mean, let's face it. Mm, probably. I'm basically picturing that this is what happens at Poughkeepsie after dark. I'm I would not, not be surprised. Uh, yeah, I would not be surprised. I mean, they're Poughkeepsie kids. They they can throw down. I want to say, though, I feel like um, finally I think I found a fight club that I think I might be able to win a fight in. Uh, I'm told some of the toddlers are pretty brutal. There's that, you know, age-old question <laughs> of, uh, like, you know, how many toddlers do you think you could take in a fight per volume of toddler? 
Like how many do you think you could actually handle how, and what would be your strategy? Define toddler, I think is the question. Let's say there are... Under three? No, no, let's say like to five. Let's say five? to five. Okay. I think and there's <laughs> a point when they pass toddler. Like technically the girls are, I think, toddlers. They're toddlers. Yeah, they're but, toddling around. But, you know, I still consider them babies. But I think after a mm-hmm. year they're no longer Is it babies. the coordination? Like when they can, are we able to like move in a straight line? Without- I think it's a general definition. Like technically speaking, they're toddlers, but... Or, or I don't know. When you can walk without looking infants? like an Ewok, I'm not sure. You're no longer mm-hmm. a toddler. Maybe it's is it is it just designated by year or I, is it like I, a, I de- think a it de- is. developmental state? Uh, I think it should be developmental state, but I think it might just be a generalized sort of thing. I think this article it was a little more generalized because they you know specified it up until like preschool. These kids are going to daycare. Well, and this woman's fighting them. <clears throat> I mean, and to be fair, she's fighting them. Well, no, he's you know, she's, she's organizing other. the fights. And realistically, I'm just glad that it's not another dog fighting ring. And we don't know what her criteria were for her fighters. Like, I mean, she True. doesn't maybe doesn't care if they're toddlers or not. True. Apparently, she had... It wasn't just a fight club thing. Like, she, was, She's looking at, like, 50 years in prison. Like, there was, like, <laughs> counts and counts and counts of child abuse and neglect. But when kids were crying, I think she said at one point she just turned a cold hose on them until they stopped crying. I mean, basically, she was living like every angry parent's dream. <laughs> and obviously, it didn't work out well in the long run, but... JJ, can you verify that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, his eyes said yes. My eyes were on the ceiling, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you were just looking for listening devices planted by Aaron. <laughs> yeah, our executive producer, not here this evening. The gloves are off. In toddler fight clubs. <laughs> I think I could take like like thirty toddlers. Like thirty five year olds. That's what I think. Five year olds? Yeah. Five year olds are gonna get aggressive. That's what I mean. Five year olds are gonna they get scrappy. I think I could take like thirty With toddlers, maybe they still have the soft spot and you can just like whack a mole them. I think you're I think you're being in you know, I think you're being uh Naive when you say thirty. I, think, I agree. I mean, no, you, you know, I think it takes like what? three toddlers. You can get one good shot on the balls, and you're. I I have a strategy. Okay, okay. It's, a, it's all about strategy in this in this game. Okay, what in is life, it? the strategy is the game of toddler fight life. <laughs> in toddler fight life, the trick is is you knock one out really quick and grab it by the feet and swing it around in <laughs> a circle club. like a club. Okay, exactly. So I mean, because let's assume they don't have projectiles. It's just like. Knives, stabbing weapons. Okay. Like, you can keep them at bay for... I think I could take, like, a good 30 down. I wouldn't even they... bring weapons into this. I'm saying even just toddlers, they want to fight with their fists. They're just bloodthirsty toddlers. Yeah. I think I think a good couple toddlers, like, one on your back and a couple on your legs, and you're going down. Well, you got to... I'm saying I, you, you got to stop like, them from getting there. You got to have a strategy, a game plan going into this fight. Generally speaking... You don't just fuck around in Toddler Fight Club, all right? <laughs> you got to go in with a plan. I think your plan is flawed. I think you're being a little, uh, a little overconfident here. Really? Because I thirty from my limited training with like martial arts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The worst thing <laughs> against five year olds to fight is like it's an untrained opponent because they flail. Like it is much easier to fight like a trained someone who like knows what they're doing because they're predictable. Like a flailing five year old, you're fucked. And also, you're fucked. They don't have moral codes. They, so they have they're no just, morals. They're like feral. You know, they'll just fucking attack you. You hear that, kids? Gotta help you. If, if you're ever like... in a fight, squirrel tactics. That's <laughs> the answer. When you're being bullied, <laughs> climb up a tree. <laughs> there was a quote from a father in that article who was so pissed off because the, this woman turned his son into a bully. <laughs> and he like apparently went on to like kindergarten and just kicked kids' asses. He was like the Tyler Durden of fucking he kindergarten. Was, yeah. 
at the article open with like if we could look back into Tyler Durden's past what would we see we would see this wow so clearly there needs to be a sequel written there is a sequel or, it, I mean a prequel written. it's in uh, it's in comic book form right now there's Fight Club 2 you can read it is it written by uh, it's written by Chuck Palahniuk hmm. it's put out by Dark Horse Comics we'll talk about that in Dork Side okay so anyway, uh, we have a couple anecdotes from uh, from uh, opening day. Mm-hmm. It took me forever to get through security on opening day. <laughs> Airport security. I'm sorry, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't here. You guys did great. Thanks. I uh, it was really early on, maybe by 10:30 or so. I went up to the registers to do something, and uh, I think Yaz had this like blank look on her face, and she said, uh, "That's Lil, Lil Yaz, Lil one of Yaz our part-timers. for you." And uh, she had this look on her face. She said, uh, Justin, <laughs> can you answer this question? And I said, okay. And the uh, gentleman on the other side of the counter uh, proceeded to ask me when we were going to get the real Godzilla t-shirts. <laughs> and I said, um, what? <laughs> and he said, uh, well, that the Godzilla t-shirts that we had were actually a more modern Godzilla. And he was looking to procure a t-shirt of the uh, original Godzilla as he was a large Godzilla fan. And I said, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to chime in here and say that if he was such a big <laughs> Godzilla fan, he should have one already. I actually know a, some guy I've randomly talked to like on Facebook a couple times is a big Godzilla fan. Was Ooh. he like a stranger? No, I met him at like some like a wedding, I is think. Your toddler Fight Club Facebook group? <laughs> Listen, I can't talk about it. Your Craigslist listing? <laughs> I can't talk about it. <laughs> Your missed encounters with the Godzilla anyway, He's from kind. New Jersey, and there's apparently a big Godzilla thing down there, but I didn't realize it spread this far north. Aren't you going to Jersey next week? Yeah. For Godzilla purposes, it's, isn't it? You're going no, for, on a Godzilla-related trip? Are you a Godzilla furry? <laughs> <laughs> We're called Slitheries. <laughs> That's a good line. I'm going to slither inside you. Tojo. <laughs> I just like to claim first use of the word Tojo on the podcast. And slithery. Oh, it took episode 13 episodes to get there. I don't think it's there. Tojo. I think it's... Uh, I can't remember the director's name. I'm getting sidetracked by nerd things, aren't I? Well, I was just using the derogatory term for the Japanese during World War II. I, I oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Where does that come from? Uh, I don't actually know, but if you watch like old <coughs> movies, they always refer to the Japanese as the Tojos. So what you're saying is you used a racial slur on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, and I took credit for it. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of the executive producer is not here. Oh, God damn it. Toho is the uh, the original director of the 1954 Now Godzilla. you're the Godzilla guy. Yeah. You are the Godzilla guy now. I, I happen to know these You're things. correcting me on the use of Tojo when they actually... People do and say ironically, Tojo. The, cor- the correction isn't because you were being racist; it was just because <laughs> you said it wrong. No, that's what people well, say. No, you they call it, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. And when you came in, and we told the story when you first got here, I you went to the proceeded shirt. to examine the shirt, and then we had a discussion about whether we were looking at the early '90s Matthew Broderick Godzilla or current incarnation Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, I think, you correctly discerned that it's the snout was a different shape and that's how you tell them apart somebody clarify for me we're talking we're not talking about matthew uh uh, ferris bueller designing a godzilla t-shirt right no No. but he was in like the early 2000s attempt at a godzilla film and it was Mm -hmm. terrible but this is a different matthew broderick no this this is is the the matthew broderick this is ferris Mm -hmm. the producers yeah i've never seen a godzilla film really not one 
Hmm. No real interest. Well, you're obviously not a slithery. You're not at all. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the gentleman in question was correct that our t-shirt, while it has a vintage style to it, the depiction of Godzilla was more recent. Modern incarnation. Modern incarnation, mm-hmm. not Broderick, because that one looks more like a stupid T-Rex. And mm-hmm. Moral of the story, we have an expanded t-shirt selection <laughs> in the new star. I'm going to get a... Uh, I heart the Tojo's t-shirt for the story. <laughs> no, we're not. I assumed when you said that you were talking about some kind of foot fetish and a Tojo was like a toe job, which is like, it's like, <laughs> Could you, be. you fuck a foot or something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we had a funny story, which was that while we were here working on uh, the store, we had a guy here who was helping us after we found out that Lemmy passed away. He told us that he, in a previous life, uh, he was Lemmy's bus driver. Yeah, yeah, he was the U.S. bus driver for the tour in like the seventies. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get him on the podcast. He's already agreed. Yeah, I don't. I feel like I don't want to ruin some of his. I've heard some of his stories. Okay, good. Then I won't and say anything. I can't really. And we had what was uh, potentially our first injury, or uh, first major, what could have been a catastrophic injury, which was uh, so we had bands here performing all day, and uh, oh, the floor, yeah, yeah, and uh, during uh, the Dead Empire set, shameless plug. I didn't say anything. I just said Dead Empires. Uh, during the Dead Empires set, uh, there was a ki- there was a kid on stage whose name is Kyle. You said Dead Empires in like thirty seconds. DeadEmpires.com. But so there was a kid on stage named Kyle who uh, would not leave the stage. So we were forced to physically kick him off the stage. I mean, they were forced to physically kick him off the stage. And I just remember him running and jumping as we were pushing him. Uh, as they were pushing him. And seeing him jump off the stage and land on our new floor, which is still reasonably slick, or it's a little bit slick. slick. And uh, I just watched him slide like a good 10 feet, like just feet straight out from under him and just continuing to slide across the floor for 10 feet. And I was like, that could have gone a lot worse. That could have been... like one pound of pressure in the wrong area. Exactly. That could have been really bad. It's tomfoolery like that that leads to things like the Black Friday Massacre of 2012. That's correct. I remember that. God rest their souls. I think Kyle's name is no longer Kyle. It's just liability now. (laughs) (laughs) I also, uh, while we were performing at one point, I remember that... Right before he did that, I jumped off the stage and I kissed a pregnant lady's belly and then ran back on the stage. You did do that. I did. And sadly, no one got pictures of that. There's hmm. pictures of all kinds of other stuff, but nobody got a what, picture of me pregnant lady I saw this. kissing a... Wait a minute. Is this... This isn't that pregnant lady. Who's that pregnant lady? Jenny. What? <laughs> what? What? No. The, yeah, dude. The sorry, one we sorry s- had to find out this way, bro. Dark Side, dark side <laughs> official podcast announcement. Exclusive. <laughs> Beacon's own Jenny Zuko, <laughs> pregnant. That pregnant lady uh, is my friend Melody, who I went to her wedding on Friday. So uh, one thing we've got here at the store is we uh, also have uh, now, with all the space, we can finally put out so much more of the stuff that we have been sitting on uh, just because we physically did not have the space for it. Mm. I believe, per account that we did uh, the day before we opened, we have, what, 15,000 pieces that are actually out on the floor? Uh, by our rough estimate? Uh, I think that's just for vinyl. 15,000 just vinyl pieces. Yeah, yeah, our total inventory, if you counted like every little thing, is way more than that. Oh, oh, it's in the 50s, I think, right? 50,000? Yeah, it's, it's almost 60,000 unique SKUs mm-hmm. in our system. Wow. You can see how much our inventory has expanded. And part of that is we uh, brought in a bunch more new stuff. And... There's actually, there's been a lot, and this is something, we should uh, we should do this every podcast, but uh, let's talk about something that came out. 
in the last month since we did our last podcast. Something that we liked, music-wise. You're looking at me? So well, I know, I, know, I know you have one. I do have one. What's yours, Birdo? Uh, the Star Wars box set Ooh. came out. Yeah. It's awesome. It's the first six episodes. It does not include The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Which will also be out on vinyl. Will it? But it will not fit the box set, right? I'm assuming the box set is tight to those six. It is, yes. There's no room for anything else in the box set. Um, but it is the first three episodes. And the original trilogy. <laughs> um, all perform- you know, conducted and performed by John Williams. Full mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. Full circle, yeah. And it's all, like, the original trilogy is all the original packaging recreated. Uh, the, you know, the set photos and stuff like that. Oh, cool. The original pressings. And it's pretty cool. Did he do the the uh, score to the, the prequels? John Williams has done all seven hmm. episodes. Yep. What's the general consensus on the original prequel scores? Well, yeah, I mean, better than the movies. If John Williams hadn't been involved in those films, I think it would have been that much worse. His themes are iconic in all those movies. And, I mean, again, you know, we commented before on Dorkside, like, the lightsaber battle in episode one was the only redeeming part of that film. Mm-hmm. Duel of the Fates easily... An iconic John Williams piece. Duel the fates. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Duel them. <laughs> Anyways, <Record> nerds unite. <laughs> for a uh, Star Wars fan and nerds in general, it's a pretty cool set. It comes with a download for the entire collection. Uh, it, all the original ones are remastered from the analog tapes. Cool. Uh, it even matches the center labels are original to the like 20th Century Fox records and cool. RSO and stuff like that. And we should say already out of print. Is that print already? Yeah. Okay. We have. I was out of print before it came out. Wow. That's one of those ones. I was always. I was curious as to why it got pushed to New Year's. Like I feel like it would have been a really cool. I bet Christmas there were just production issues seller. or something like that. Probably. Such is the vinyl pressing industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fact of life these days. Indeed. But uh, that would be yeah. That's my favorite thing of the month so far. Cool. My uh, favorite thing actually. The street date is tomorrow. Comes mm. out tomorrow, which is a repress of Chibo Mato's Viva La Woman. Hmm. which is a record that I absolutely adore. And um, it's being repressed on 180-gram orange-ish or yellowish vinyl. And it's something, it's one of those ones, it's like, you know how you have a few select records that you're like, I have always fucking wanted this on vinyl. I've just always wanted this piece. And then they do like a really cool repress of it. This is one of those for me. Nice. And it's actually going to be part of this Start your ear off, right? Start your ear off campaign that they're doing. Cool. Which is tomorrow we have a a whole bunch of represses and re-releases and very limited edition versions of a lot of uh, not just uh, LPs, but box sets and CD box sets. A couple Uh, seven inches? Yeah, exactly. The Blue Man Group seven inch. Yeah. Blue Man Group, Grateful Dead, Devo, a whole bunch, all on exclusive colors and very short pressings. So it's a... It's a cool thing. Yeah, from the the classic uh, reissue label Rhino Records. You've exactly. had me at Blue Man Group. We had you at Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you helped me with that drum set. I, that's not Cirque du Soleil. It's true, but it's, you know. And I like the project. Performance art. He doesn't know, does he? No. Huh. Berto went to Vegas years ago uh-huh. and saw the Blue Man Group show. Am I going to have to cut this out? No. no. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> The hookers were separate. That was a totally okay. different thing. Okay, okay. He, uh came back and wanted to build his own uh, Blue Man Group pipe drums. So we spent an afternoon like <laughs> at Lowe's and buying... Uh, <laughs> we spent an hour trying to calculate the speed of sound. I don't remember that. Yeah, we were trying oh, to figure man. out how to like alter the pitches. To, oh, right. oh, man. 
I'm so going to put you in a headlock later. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't find the right ping pong paddles or something? We couldn't find the right mount. Yeah, the, yeah. whatever the drumstick, basically. We tried your sandal. We tried ping pong paddles. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of options. Uh, eventually, they ended up sitting in my dad's basement for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it, are you going to do some of these drums, Roberto? Yeah, Dad, leave me alone. Jeez. <laughs> Bring them in here. We'll sit them up. I, think, I think they're pretty well gone, gone at this point. Yeah. I'm going to say the thing I've been most excited about this month is um, the new Witchcraft album, Nucleus. Yeah. Uh, fucking love that we band. We that earlier. Yeah. Or the mm-hmm. other day. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, their new album did not disappoint. And I, I've only given a couple of cursory listens so far, but I think uh, I think somebody was a little angry this time around, <laughs> just you, based on the uh, the vocals. And uh, I, I, if I remember, right, there's only three tracks on side A, so you know they're they're reaching out there. I remember you were saying that we listened to it here in the store uh, yesterday. Yeah, and I remember I had uh, I had never listened before. And you put it on the store, and I, I was sitting in the hi-fi room, and you were listening to it out here, and I remember just like leaning over the counter at some point and just yelling, like, what are we listening to? And then we had a whole discussion about witchcraft and yeah. him sounding angrier than before. Yeah, like on the Legend album, it was a little different, but this this time around, he sounds like he's like, you know, something happened. I don't know yet. I gotta I gotta really study the album, but mm-hmm. great listen. Mm-hmm. We also have a PA in the new store. We, we, a lot of new we went the over that already. We went over that. We like talked about the PA thirty minutes ago. Oh no, no, I meant the intercom, the store intercom where we can page each other for yes. things, <laughs> which is just a microphone plugged into the speakers and I like yell that, at each other. I like that you're using that as a selling point of the podcast. We now have an intercom system. <laughs> I think it's a selling point as an employee of the store. <laughs> we might need uh, one of those Code Adam stickers in the front of the store now. <laughs> No, we need, we need to make up uh, we, we have a missing child. No, never mind. It's under punk. It's under <laughs> punk. Get him out of there. We need like uh, we need like codes for things like like code flamingo. I think means something in a hospital. It means like somebody's dying or something. Oh in yeah, a hospital. yeah, different. And we'll do different pages, and you know, one means like guys taking a piss in the record aisle. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, code flamingo should be like we need a female staff member to the ladies' room right away, just for an un an unspecified emergency that none of us can handle. <laughs> <laughs> Paging Lil Yaz, please meet and flow. <laughs> One thing we got, which is new, we got bathrooms. Oh yeah, we do have bathrooms. It's I mean, kind of weird to have bathrooms. Pub- I just to yeah. clarify, public bathrooms. Yes, maybe that's more accurate. The next time someone walks in from after lunch at Tony's with that desperate look on their face, <laughs> we will not turn them away. That's correct. We legally have to bring you to shit in the store now. I think we should put up a sign. It says no shit. Yeah. And we mean like don't bring shit in there. Don't like don't bring your purchases in there. And don't leave mm-hmm. your shit in there. Don't take a shit in there. Don't leave your shit in a shit in the shitter. Just you know, just be cool. Maybe we should make it like tour rules, which is, you know, like don't shit on the bus and uh if someone ODs, delete their browser history or let them all go. Mm. Yeah. Just put it out there, man. Yeah. Like a memorial. A beautiful Flowering, wonderful memorial. Uh, <laughs> I just know, just shit. Don't shit on the bus. That's the only tour rule I know. We already got tagged. ISIL tagged us in yes. the bathroom. Yeah, which I want to be fair. We talked about this actually earlier, which which is, <clears throat> I kind of like the idea of uh, doing a CBGB style. Like, if you have stickers, throw them up on the pink. No, no, not in the pink. On the mint green dividers. Yeah, the okay. nasty divider. Cover up our rust. Leave the stickers. pink alone. <laughs> cover the cover the dividers. Put it in the stink, not the pink. <laughs> Nice. What, else, what else we got? What do we have coming up? What else can we talk about while we're here? We're going to be doing more in-store events. Mm-hmm. 
Are we gonna uh, unspecified, but okay. Are we not specifying events? We're open. You know, we're open to ideas. Um, I think we have a good opportunity to do something unique. I mm-hmm. think if we start planning now, we might be able to get your uh, my speed dating speed dating in time for uh, for Valentine's sorting. Day. Wow, Valentine's Day even better. It's coming up. Ooh. Yeah. that's actually a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Well any, done, sir. Any ladies out there who are interested in doing a little dark side speed dating? Winner gets an authentic Godzilla t-shirt. No, there's no winning at speed dating. That's not how it was. Not a fucking That's true. Everyone competition. Yeah, uh, Charlie Sheen speed dating. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody brings an eight ball and a record and a katana sword. <laughs> Last two standing go on a date. Dark side fight club. Oh, you know, but we don't have a basement anymore. Everything we do, we're going to post on our Facebook page, on our social media, on our website. Go to darksiderecordsandgallery.com. If you're not already, sign up for our email list already. We send out coupons. We did a whole thing in December, Analog Mondays, which was uh, on Mondays we gave a special deal on one item or one particular type of item. And uh, we got a lot of people who were quite cranky when they found out that uh, people who got the email were getting first dibs yeah. on the information. Mm-hmm. And then we were posting it later in the day, around 3 in the afternoon for everyone else. That's their and own fault. People were like, we got a couple of Facebook messages and phone calls from people who said, you know, you should post this earlier. We said, you no. should sign up for our email list because they're getting first dibs. Uh, speaking of phone calls, unrelated, just like to put it out there that we're still having some phone issues uh, getting our, our old number into the new store. It will be resolved, so you'll be able to call us soon. I think that should just be a, like a blanketed disclaimer, like be patient with us. We're, we're trying. We're still working some kinks There out. were some issues. It was supposed to be done on Friday. Also, um, we should clarify that... We are indeed affiliated with the Dark Side Records of Main Street. <laughs> yes, that's, uh, that we're one and the same. <laughs> I can honestly say yes, we are. Yeah, loosely, yes. very loosely affiliated. It's like a third cousin sort of situation. <laughs> like we can marry, that's yeah, what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Legally, legally. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? Thanks. Thanks for yeah, being here and being so a much. part of it and being patient with us and everything that we're going through because we're just trying to give you, uh, we're trying to give our community, we're trying to give everyone who's listening and everyone who supports us. We want to be your sledgehammer. We, <laughs> we that, just want to... Was that out of context? <laughs> we, we're just trying to provide something cool, something that we love that we think you'll love as well. And uh, we had a great time. Yeah. I had a great time on Saturday. Thank you, everybody, to came out. It was, it was really awesome. It sounded really awesome from the updates I got. It was. The day. Roberto missed it. Too busy with modern transportation. I got patted down. It was kind of fun. So you got felt up, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I actually had Jenny say to me, I guess it was like this morning we were talking about something, and I I was like, yeah, uh, something about how you weren't there for opening day. And she goes, that fucking asshole. And I I go, it's not that he didn't show up. I explained how you planned this trip and you planned uh, planned it around our original opening day which is supposed to be Black Friday and how you you know you planned this well in advance and it happened to be that you picked the exact <laughs> weekend exact the week. exact <laughs> one that we're reopening and she was like oh Okay, you know, he's cool. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jenny. Thank you for the quick forgiveness, Jenny. <laughs> we should also mention, we didn't really focus on this much, but uh, Saturday, our grand opening was also our fifth anniversary as a store. True. Yeah. And part of why we picked that date. Well, listen, we'll be back uh, in a month. We'll do our February podcast, which will, of course, be our podcast where the theme is love. In any form you may choose. Anal. What? Interspecies erotica. No, we're not throwing that out there because I'm going to get fucking horse jokes. I was already <laughs> fucking month. Already working on them. <laughs> God damn it! I'm going to make a whole marketing campaign for um, February, and it's going to be just it's going to be like a like a silhouette of Birdo's head and a silhouette of a horse and a heart in between them. Going to be the poster for the speed dating. It's exactly what it's going to be, and it's going to be Dark Side Love Month. I'm trying to come up with uh, some sort of way to say equine et toi or something like that. <laughs> 
Because uh, back to the news segment, it, is, it has come out. <laughs> wow. Second full circle. It has come out that Comanche is no longer on the chopping block. <gasps> it's true. Yeah, he's not for sale. Well, what happened? You guys recon- reconciled. Yeah, reconciliation. What, uh, happened? what Nic- happened? Nicole stepped in and pardoned him. The governor stepped in. Man, come on, fill us in. What's the details? She decided uh, he he wasn't selling. No one wanted him. Um, He's a bad penny, <laughs> including me. <laughs> um, so she started work like training him for like other riding disciplines, and so she decided. That's fuck a nice you. way of saying that. Comanche is now going to do dressage. For those of you who don't know, that's horse dancing. <laughs> I Mitt know. Romney does it. Oh, okay, true. Yeah, good company. So she decided that she wants he didn't to deny keep him and train him, and I was basically told to go fuck off. I wasn't selling him anymore. So, now, but now there's a third horse. There is a third horse. Yes. What's the third? What, so it's you've got Comanche, mm-hmm. Comanche the Forgiven, mm-hmm. yeah. Sundance, Sundance. Yep. Okay, and and <laughs> Reince Priebus. <laughs> He's very, he has, his name is Ben. Ben? Ben. Yeah. Oh, like Big Ben? Big Ben. He's huge. Yeah. He's Big a, Ben. He's a part draft horse. He's iron tough. <laughs> Big Ben. We don't take no guff. <laughs> did you name him after Kylo Ren? I did not. He Real came name with the Ben? Name. He came with a name. He responds to it, so I didn't change it. Okay. Maybe he's just really big on Michael Jackson. What? <laughs> That's some, it was like a Jackson 5 album, wasn't it? What? Ben was a, uh, a, s- a single. A Michael Jackson song. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Think, you're thinking of. Dirty Diana. That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> so yeah, there's Ben. Ben is the new addition. I mean, I got him over the summer. But so now you're a three horse man. He's keeping horse secrets. I'm yeah, a, I'm a three that's horse what I'm man. saying. A quine toi. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Why are you keeping horse secrets from us? What's the fucking deal? I, I told you about Ben like months ago. No, you no didn't. One, yeah, no. I did. No, I did. did and not. you guys couldn't see past the fact that Comanche was for sale, <laughs> and that was the focus of the discussion. We were very fucking worried about Comanche. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. fine. Okay. You abandoned the firstborn. Exactly. He's fine. Don't try to backpedal on this shit and try to fucking play charity. Yeah, you can't go back from this. He knows he was up for sale. Probably. He got depressed. He's put on a lot of weight. He's fat. <laughs> See? See? Seeing a horse therapist. He's probably not far from the truth. Is he getting some sort of no, fuck, an- I don't do antidepressants? Therapy. No, he's not getting antidepressants. <laughs> Is he reading the hay? Is there a hay reader? <laughs> no. So, oh, 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 a feces reader. Somebody's somebody's analyzing the poops. No, no, not really. And is the that, mystery continues. Is Berto the feces reader? Somebody's digging through it. Is what I just heard. No, no one's digging through it. it. I mean, you always say you got to dig through it every day. You got to clean out the stalls, but no one's analyzing. So you're just a shit shoveler. You're not a shit reader. <laughs> yes, correct. That's way lower on the totem pole. And usually, pool. I don't even do it. I do we it call him the poop smith. Oh, <laughs> another full circle. We've got the Homestar DVDs in stock. Yeah. What? Just today poop we got smith? the. Ho- you don't remember the poop smith? No. The Homestar runner? No. Strong well, he, bad? I know he remembers Homestar Runner we were talking yeah, about yeah, earlier. Yeah. I only remember the strong bad emails. The system is down. Yeah, well, we have them all on DVD now, as of today. Poop I know. Smith was like a side character in the town. Yeah, he just shoveled, he just shoveled poop at the King's off. Castle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I only watched the strong bad emails. Apparently, I missed out yeah, on yeah, the, that was part of the, the larger stuff. Yeah, the larger show. Strong sad. Mm-hmm. All the all the others. What was um, King of Town? What was Homestar's girlfriend's name? I can't remember. Oh. The chick that looked like a broom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I was oh. spitting teddy grams all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that uh, in those Strong Bad DVDs, we only got uh, volume three, four, and five. Hmm. I wonder which ones I have at home. There's no one and two. I think I have one, two, three, and four. Ooh. Maybe one and two are out of print. Probably. Can... I said that like whoever unloaded these to the place we got them from was clearly just like the creators of Strong Bad that was like sitting on these in their garage or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been like in their web store forever and, and no just, one's buying. They just fucking cleared them out. Is the site still active? I don't know. Are you going to get a fourth horse now so you can no. say, no. look kids, Big Ben, Parliament. 
Patrick. Horse named Parliament. Horse named Parliament. You can call him P Funk. No, there there will not be a fourth. Horse. And then Comanche can do his dressage to P Funk. Yeah, he do like some go go shit. George Clinton. Yeah. Everyone else at the horse shows comes into some kind of country music and classical. Comanche. <laughs> Comanche some white powder on his nose and a wig. <laughs> starts with Wagner and it turns into P Funk. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like Homestar Runner. The website is still there, but it's all in Flash, so I can't uh, I can't look at it on my mobile device here. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Fortunately, you can go to YouTube and watch them all. Homestar Runner was like at the peak of Flash animation, which was before like YouTube was as big as it is now, and yeah. all the sites were using Flash animations for things. Really, one of the early like internet shows. Yeah, I remember watching that in Salad Fingers. Salad Fingers. That shit was fucking Rusty weird. Spoons. Which I guess is now owned by Les Claypool. He bought all the rights to that. Now I want to go back and watch all the Salad Fingers. I'll go back and watch some Homestar Runner. Yeah, um, I never really loved the Salad Fingers that much. Yeah, it was fucking weird. I they were it was just weird enough for me. One thing we probably should do really quick. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we probably should do really quick is thank everybody who helped us fucking get the store open. Holy yeah, shit! Th- there was a uh, there was so much help that went into this. Um, Tyler Irish, yeah, Tyler Irish was huge this Holy week. Holy shit, did so much for us. So much, so many things that were like uh, uniquely on my plate that he was uniquely qualified to help me with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, this like we wouldn't have an audio system in the store without him. Um, all all of our staffers here, uh, Girk and Lil Yaz. Uh, Girk sustained an injury. Yeah, yeah Girk did sustain an injury. His uh, mother put had him to, on the list for Purple Heart. His mother had well. to hold him one night as a result of moving here. <laughs> I heard about like that. Like she she cradled him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He, he might have um, taken something. He took a painkiller and he uh, started having a little bit of a, uh, a freak out. And his he asked for his mom to come sit with him and she held him. I knew somebody who was um, who was making uh, like pot food and. Uh, yeah, obviously, you the way to do it is you make pot butter mm-hmm. and you use your butter in your your recipe. And uh, she had left her pot butter on the counter, like in in anticipation of making something, and like had to run upstairs real quick. And when she came back, her dog had taken the container off the counter oh, and God. eaten the entire container of pot butter oh, and then, like threw it all up. <laughs> and she ate it anyway. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Kirk. Thanks, Kirk. Thanks for taking one for the team. Yep. Um, Lil Yaz. Thanks to Lil Yaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenna and Dennis. Jenna and Dennis, friends of Lily As. Mm-hmm. They were really big help helping mm-hmm. us move stuff over, uh, doing some little things that we just wouldn't have got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pizza Clown. Pizza Clown, you were mm-hmm. great. Thank you for your help. Thank you for staying late. Thank you for coming early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for looking past. <laughs> <laughs> just cut my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for looking past when Aaron and I would bicker at each other over nothing. Because we were stressed. Thank you for looking past Roberto laughing at that joke right there. (laughs) Didn't mean it like that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, probably not. Not that they'll ever hear this, but thanks to all the guys who had been working in Roberto's house who came over. and uh, That was was my contribution. uh, And and helping (laughs) us, because without them, it really wouldn't have gotten done. So what you're saying is, thank you, Proxy Robertos. Yes. I'm I'm not going to take it that far. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think you should take that far, because... They were probably considerably more help than I would have been in construction. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to call them proxy Robertos. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Kendra. Kendra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She stayed late. She came on days she wasn't going to work normally. 
helps us move stuff, help us get ready, put things away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron's friend Patrick, he was here. Oh, Laura, Laura oh, came and helped. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yep, Laura came down. She's the reason that our DVD wall got organized mm-hmm. oh, amongst wow. uh, our rock section and CDs as well. And uh, I think actually I did not meet Patrick. You must have met Patrick because you went to Kingston while he was here. I think. Maybe that's why I missed him. And you came back right after the power outage, because mm-hmm. yeah, Patrick was weathered the power outage with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought he was just on. I thought he was a proxy, Roberto. No, no, no. He was, he was not a proxy, Roberto. He oh. was a. He's a friend of Aaron's, and um, oh, Patrick. Sorry, man. I uh, I I doubt he's going to listen to this either. But thanks, Patrick. Yeah, thanks, man. There's a lot of little things that went into getting this ready, and without everybody, it just wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to Central Hudson for <laughs> fairly quickly restoring the power on two nights before we were going to open. We mm-hmm. only didn't have power mm-hmm. for about an hour and a half, which mm-hmm. I was freaking out about. Could have been much worse. Mm-hmm. Could have been way worse. Could have been and, another uh, transformer where we couldn't find the. Breaker. We actually we actually managed to unpack most of the stage gear during the power outage. <laughs> That's that was the one thing we do. I, I kind of gathered everybody in a group, and we found a flashlight in Roberto's car. And uh, I held it while everybody unpacked boxes. <laughs> and then Did you also have a riding crop and just strode up and down like the, the lane of laborers? I like to think of it more. He was in asshole's chaps. JB had left to go uh, try to get a phone booth for us. And uh, Tyler Irish and his dad had gone out to eat. Oh, I forgot to thank Tyler Irish's dad. He was here helping wire speakers and everything. But everybody had, everybody had left and then they came back like, right after the power came back on. Missed the whole thing. Thanks to Vanessa and Straya. They were helping us paint and move things around. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody else. I'm sorry, whoever it may be. It was so greatly appreciated. Yeah, that's, you know. That's the rub of it. Yep. Yeah. So, we got our new store. Come by. Check it out. We'd love for you to see it. We're going to have a lot more big things planned. I know this is pretty much a rehash of the last podcast that we did, but it's more or less we're actually in it. We learned about Ben, though. Yeah, now it's not yeah. an empty promise so much. Now it's just, now we're here. It's and actually we here. that we can do it. And So, come in. See our selection of Godzilla-related apparel <laughs> and soundtracks. Take a shit, listen or, to some or music. Or don't do or that don't. part. <laughs> Save that for home or Planet Wings. <laughs> Planet Wings, right down the road. And uh, we will be back in February with another podcast. Love-related. It'll be uh, our lo- our love-themed month all February long. Inner species or human or furry. Or slithery. Slithery. Or slithery, whatever your preference <laughs> is. So I guess until then, I'm JB. I'm JJ. I'm Berto. And this has been the Dark Side Podcast, episode 13. What? I got nothing after that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>